You're listening to the Dirty Dozen Podcast, a podcast for music fans, where musicians and friends share some drinks and talk about the top 12 songs by an artist without all that technical jargon. Join us for episode 56. This week's artist, Toby Keith. I always like a tale of an unlikely superstar. Toby Keith's story is definitely one of those. When Toby was young, he worked in the rodeo, and upon graduation, he started working in the oil fields. This band, the Easy Money Band, played weddings and events around town. After the oil industry crashed, he became a semi-pro football player for a USFL farm team, but never made the pros. So he got serious about becoming a songwriter, even creating a demo tape of some of his songs. He caught a break when his demo tape got in the hands of the right person, a music industry producer, who would lead him to signing as an artist with Mercury Records. Fast forward 19 studio albums, where Toby would say, 1,652 beers. Toby Keith is one of the most successful country artists of all time. He has 20 number one hits and over 40 million albums sold. Now it's time to put on your 10-gallon hat and boots and head over to the bar and visit your host, Rob Heitman, and the valedictorian of Honky Tonk You, Ben Devitt. Hey, welcome to the Dirty Dozen Podcast. We'll rank the Dirty Dozen, our top 12 Toby Keith songs, while discussing his music and pounding back a few drams. I'm Rob. And I'm Ben. Hey, we'd like to thank everybody who's been active on Facebook. We can't give everybody a shout out, unfortunately, but I'd like to just call a few out each week. And Alex Hennen, Sean Martin, Heather Kim, and a special shout out to Troy Smith, who was the person who initially suggested Toby Keith. So, hey, Troy. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. So, welcome back again. It's nice to have you back, my friend. Glad to be back. All right. So, how did you first hear of Toby Keith? So... I first heard of Toby Keith when How Do You Like Me Now came out. So my father lives down in Tennessee and always had country going. Just listening to different ones when I was down there visiting him. Different country artists. Different country artists, yes. Yeah. Thank you. At this time, my wife and I actually moved down to Tennessee and was uh, living there next to him. And Where, where in Tennessee do you live? Memphis. Oh, nice. Yep. And then this song came on. I remember seeing it on MTV where he's there in the uh, football stadium playing, right? Sure, sure. And then I was like, yep. I like him and started following him ever since, but that's what got me into him. Totally with you. Mine is an interesting story, um, and I may actually punt for now because I'm going to talk about that in my song of note. But I heard a song in a place you wouldn't expect to hear a song, and I guess we just leave it with that for now. Without discussing a specific song, what's the one thing you learned about Toby in your preparation for this podcast? This one was interesting. One of the things for Toby Keith was how he uses the space for audio very well, more than I've heard with other artists. When you're listening to it via stereo, you might have bass over in the left and drums over in the right, and you have that whole space, right? And he does a good job of filling that, not just keeping everything in the center. Sure, sure. And the complexity that he adds to this as well with the different instruments and so forth. And going back and listening to a little bit of his influence, or at least one of them, was Merle Haggard. Sure. And I heard a lot of the same type setup of the music where you'd have a banjo in the far left or something like that and so that was something that i learned uh going through toby keith's catalog seeing his influence that he had come through his music sure that's cool for me i was more on how his business ventures were and how he was looked up as this great businessman and he was i mean quite frankly to see that the net worth of toby keith is higher than garth brooks was shocking to me but i remember going to his bar in vegas the i love this bar mm-hmm. bar and i really had a good time it was it was fun I had a great time with my wife and we hung out there for a little bit and he had like 30 restaurants at one point right but now it's he's down to three there was this whole big to do he was <laughs> interlinked with people who are a little seedy or he sold it to people who are a little seedy and they ended up not paying the rent and having these big battles wherever his bars were. And this is probably after Toby left it and sold it, which is probably smart and probably why he's a good business person still and still has a net worth. Yeah, I was hoping to get his mezcal, but obviously they don't make that anymore. But it was interesting to see that side of him. I understand the musical side of him. I've been a fan for a while since like Maybe 2007, 2008. I guess that's a while. More of his ability to go out there and try and do something with his money. He owned his own record label. Yep. And he was tying that into the bars at one point when he first started. So he'd have his artists 
and they need a place to play. And he owned all this chain of restaurants that had stages. So they would play at the stages all, yeah, great, all around the, the country, which in theory sounds great. In yeah, practice, great pipeline that he was putting together with that. Yeah. So um, we're drinking High West Prairie Bourbon today. I saw it and I thought, that sounds country to me. Prairie Bourbon. On the nose, I kind of get like a touch of orange, some caramel. The taste was standard bourbon flavors, really. You have the caramel, you have the vanilla, but there's some tiny bit of zest I kind of get. The thing I, I actually probably like most about this is the finish. The finish is pretty long, and I get this sort of peach or vanilla honey thing going on, and it just sits there, and it just gets better, and it gets starts getting dry at that very, very end. The mouth is still good. It's decent. What's your thought? I'm sorry. I kind of just rambled like I always do. No, it's always impressive uh, you picking out those notes. I definitely get a little bit of the citrus at the nose uh, and the vanilla for sure. I do like the the spice that it has to it, the finish that it has there. Yep. Uh, I'm just not as good as you as picking out all those different notes, but it's a good one. No, it's not bad. So it's uh, very well. We'll, we'll put a link to this uh, High West Prairie Bourbon that we're drinking in our show notes, which you can find on our main Podbean podcast site. Before we begin, we'll be critically reviewing the songs we will share under 20 seconds of each tune. Unless there is a specific issue or criticism that we may need to highlight, then we may do a second clip. We have made Apple Music and Spotify playlists. Just search Official Dirty Dozen on either service to listen to each of our lists in their entirety. This way, all the money for playing tunes will always head back to Toby Keith. We have also created a current episode Dirty Dozen podcast playlist, which will automatically update with each podcast of the current podcast. So subscribe once and always be updated. The way this works, people, Ben and I plug in our individual top 12 lists into this magical algorithm, which is also including a lightly weighted media list calculated from five media sources who have their own lists out there in the ether to create our official Dirty Dozen for Toby Keith. We'll count down the official list from 12 to 1, nice and simple. Before we get going with the list, we'll each discuss a song that wouldn't be in our top 12, but we like to discuss. We call this song our song of note. Now, I'm doing something I've never done before. Dun dun dun. Uh oh. I'm adding a bonus song of note. Since the song Uh was just released two days ago before this recording, and I thought we needed to mention it. Brantley Gilbert. Toby Keith and Hardy performed the song, and Ben probably hasn't heard it, but that's okay. The worst country song of all time is the name of the song. It's really? actually the name, yeah. I love the tune because it's such a different angle that they took at it. Since you may not have heard it. Nope, I did not hear it. I am going to play the, t- the 20 seconds for the audience. I'll play the song for you, and then we'll discuss it afterward. So all it's right. kind of an on-the-fly bonus song of note. I saw it. I'm like, I have to mention this song. I can't just pass on this song. So so here's the bonus song of note for the first time ever. The worst country song of all time. Let's listen. That man stick a fork in the Constitution. I support Kim Jong-un and Putin. Yeah, this is the worst country song of all time. And the chorus goes, I love cities and traffic jams. I don't want to so ben what do you think (laughs) wow i am really curious uh what 20 seconds you're going to pick for the audience (laughs) it's it's hilarious it's everything that is normally in a country song the exact opposite is in it and the best part about it like the the little thing that just makes the song not country at all is the saxophone solo (laughs) that was one of the notes that i put in here yep Go ahead. And then you had uh, Toby Keith actually even talking about that. Yeah, he talked about the, 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 sax the saxophone. Solo, but he also talked about, you know, I'm too uppity for a solo cups are trash. Yeah. You know, your, your grandma's chicken sucks. <laughs> All that stuff. It's one of the most unique country songs I've heard in a while. And Toby Keith was affiliated with it. So I figured this was the appropriate place for that. You all got to go listen to the entire song, not just yeah. the 20 seconds. Yeah, absolutely. It's really worth a listen. All right, Ben. What is your song of note? Hashtag top that. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I don't think I can. What's your song of note? Going through his catalog, there's just one that kind of stood out. And I'm like, yep, this is what it's going to be. So my song of note is Call Marine. I like this song. I like the story that's behind here. Toby Keith was talking about 
how he didn't have any song for the Marines. He had different songs that he would play on his USO tour, and they all enjoyed that, but there wasn't one that he had for the Marines. It's just a fun, comical song. It always puts a smile on my face, puts a smile on the warrior's face when he was over there doing the USO tour. I like the drums and the bass. Keep it at a uh, two-step country sound for it, different guitar picking and riffs. It has a little bit of a blues sound throughout, and then at the end, it just really goes into the blues. And yeah, it feels like a ragtime sort of vibe, and I love the delivery of somebody just telling a story. I think Keith explained it this way. He said, it's sort of like Charlie Daniels' Easy Rider crossed with the Battle of New Orleans. I thought that was an interesting way of how he put it. Yeah, it was a, it's a really cool song, and it's definitely fitting for the Marines. I didn't know the backstory. Let's listen to Call a Marine off of Drinks After Work. Ben's Song of Note. Over before it was even on. Call a Marine. Instead of 911. They're built to improvise, adapt, and overcome. When you're in me deep and you're up shit's creek, you've tried everything. Tell you what you do. Call a Marine. Okay, that was Call a Marine. Ben's Song of Note. Now, let's move over to my song of note. Believe it or not, this was the song that introduced me to Toby Keith. Now, let me walk you through this. You know, I took that spiritual journey where I right. walked away from most music from like 2001 to 2007. I was still listening to TV shows and I became a fan of the Colbert Report, which is okay. where he was pretending to be a right winger and everything. I just thought it was funny and it made me laugh. He came out with this Christmas show. Who should appear but Toby Keith as I'm starting to look for new music to get into? And I couldn't stop laughing at the name of the song. It's called I Have a Present for You off of A Colbert Christmas <laughs> of all things. Let me just run some lyrics just for a quick second. I can't believe what Christmas has come to today. All these atheists and judges trying to take it away. No carols in our public schools. No trees in City Hall. And they wish you season's greetings at the shopping mall. Ain't you sick of it all? Well, there's a war on Christmas that's under attack, but this year America's taking it back. Separate church and state, that's what some lawyer said. I say it's time we separate him from his head. You may call me unchristian, but that's not true, because I have her present for you, and then there's a shotgun shot. So, it's it's so over-the-top funny. You know, there's some nuances that people believe, right? But he goes so over-the-top with it. And it's so much fun. I love it. What I thought, I thought it was great. And right away, I was like, I'm adding this to my Toby Keith playlist. Overall, not the one just for this podcast, but the overall Toby uh, Keith playlist. Uh, I think it's interesting that you have the beer from my horses underneath there. It's very close. I listened to him back to back. I thought of beer from my horses as going through it. It's that same sort of tune, but it's if you close. listen to him back to back, it's different. Yeah, there's a little bit of difference, right? Right. It's it's a different vibe, but it's also you know it's that same standard sort of country blues shuffle. The the lyrics in there, like you said, is uh, fantastic. I really like the different explosions that he has in the different parts of that. It just really brings out the the song, and think he did a good job. So I'm glad that you put this as your song of note. All right, so let's listen to my song of note. Have I got a present for you off of A Colbert Christmas by Toby Keith. Let's listen. Ain't you sick of it all? Well, there's a war on Christmas. It's under attack. But this year America's taking it back. Separate church and state, that's what some lawyers said. I say it's time we separated him from his head. You can call me unchristian. All right, that was my song of note. Have I got a present for you? It's the thought that counts. <laughs> Great choice. All right, we're finished with the preliminaries, if you will. And let's get to the dozen. That's what I say. The right. official dirty dozen. The official dirty dozen. I think we start with 12. I think that's how it works. <laughs> this one was not on my list. How could this be? <laughs> uh, the Hopefully it's on mine. The media, it was number seven on the media. The same. And it was your number six. The name of the song is I Want to Talk About Me off of Pull My Chain in 2001. Ben, lead us off. Bobby Braddock wrote this song for two reasons. My prerogative. No, that's a different guy. <laughs> that's Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. Not stuck. Bobby Brown. Honest mistake. <laughs> I'm sure they get confused all the time. <laughs> he had a friend and her workload doubled at work 
And so she would always talk about what was going on with work. He wrote this thinking of that. And then he played it for her and she says, is that for me? Who knows what actually happened after that, if she was upset or not. But I thought that was interesting. I thought I thought this was a brave song for you to like. <laughs> I'll, I'll explain a little bit more about that here in a minute. So a second reason was for Blake Shelton as he was doing a little rap. So he thought he needed to write a little rap song for him. Turned out Shelton label didn't want him to make it. So well, it went well, over it was, to Toby Keith. Blake didn't want to do it on his first album. This was before he was even the major artist he is now. This was before he did his first album and they wanted to throw this on his first album. And the record company said no. Ah, yeah, I missed that part. Okay, okay. okay. I love the video for this where they have the guys in the chairs yep. in the women's clothing store because every guy has been in that place. And it's another number one for Toby. So this was the time when my wife and I were still living down there in Memphis. And definitely back at that time, he was my favorite country artist. So my wife and I would always joke around about this and who's talking more about yourself. I like the song, the bass, guitar, and the drums, the little bass runs throughout the song, the backup vocals of Just Around Me, where it's simple, but I just like where they put it in and how it fits inside there. And it's just an upbeat, fun country song. Yeah. So let's listen to the number 12 song. I want to talk about me off of Pull My Chain. Let's take a listen. Talk about your friends and the places that you've been. We talk about your skin and the dimples on your chin. The polish on your toes and the run in your holes. And God knows we're going to talk about your clothes. You know talking about you makes me smile. But every once in a while, I want to talk about me. want to talk about I want to talk about number one. Okay, that's I want to talk about me off of Pull My Chain. Interesting, I saw a video on YouTube for this song but it's actually sung by not bobby brown but bobby braddock at the bluebird cafe of him performing this song oh really yeah it's really good and i'll put a link to it in the show notes but really fantastic it's worth a listen if you like that song and you want to hear the person who wrote it sing it it's a lot of fun oh that's cool i'll have to look that up yeah i missed that one all right so let's jump to number 11 oh it's not on my list again What's going on? Wow. Uh, this is the media's number three song. Dun, dun, dun. And it's Ben's number seven, and it's our number 11. It's I Love This Bar off of Shocking Y'all. Ben, this is your show today, I think. <laughs> so I love the openness of the song. It starts off where you hear people inside the bar, and then when the song is going... You don't hear that anymore, but they have the the reverb of the song where it feels like you're still there, that you are listening at the bar the entire time. You can picture the bar without ever seeing a video. It's clear in the song. It's so good. It feels like I know this bar. But continue. Go ahead. As I mentioned earlier, the complexity that he has inside the songs, you have two thirds of the way you have a beer can opening you have whistle uh, in there at the end, also a bottle cap hitting the ground. And so, like you said, you can just listen to it and feel like you're there in the bar. Just sure. the little parts that he put in there. And then, of course, you got the crowd in the beginning and the end. The little guitar riffs going throughout the song. I like those. It's pedal steel for a lot of those. It's really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love for the winners, losers, chain smokers, and boozers. The only thing I could do without in this song is the whistling. Oh, you didn't like the whistling? The whistling was just a little much. I, th- I liked it. But uh, this was shot in Chadsworth. At the Cowboy Palace Saloon. Oh, wow. Yeah, here's the video. Uh, Interesting, this song spurred two songs that charted on the top 50. (laughs) (laughs) And the other one was Cletus T. Judd's parody of the song called I Love NASCAR. And it's kind of goofy, but I was shocked as I listened to it because at first I'm like, okay, this is a goofy parody that I'll listen to for a couple seconds and it'd be maybe fun to play for a second on the podcast, mm-hmm. but I listened to the song all the way through because I was doing something else and it was playing. Toby Keith sings on this song. Does he really? The new stuff, yeah. So it's interesting. Before we get to the main event, which is I Love This Bar and I Don't Want to Detract from our number 11, and just for note, I Love NASCAR is not ranked on any of our lists. <laughs> <laughs> no. It is but not. I think people want to hear it, so I'm going to play a little bit of that. Here's I Love NASCAR by Cletus T. Judd. We got owners, favorite drivers, 
Boy, that Tony Stewart's a whiner And we got rookies, advertisers Like, a, let's say, Havilene Target Sharpie Caterpillar next to Hell Mountain Dew Dew Pont Lowe's Okay, that's about enough. But <laughs> I figured it was worth a listen. <laughs> that, that was funny. That was good. All right, let's jump to the real version here. The one that's awesome that just missed my list, in all fairness. I'm surprised this one wasn't on your list. I thought it would be. Yeah, he has a bunch of songs like that. And I didn't want to make it just a bar list, which I could have, really. So yep. <laughs> here's the number 11 song of all time by Toby Keith. I love this bar. I do, I do, I do. Here we go. We got fighters. Early birds and all-nighters. And the veterans talk about their battle scars. I love this bar. Although I kept hearing vroom, 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 I love this car. Just that's the sad part of hearing a parody. Um, You're gonna ruin the song. You absolutely do, and I apologize. I love this bar. It's a fantastic tune, and it's a number eleven. It's not as good as the number ten because number ten's actually on my list. <laughs> oh, we got one on your list. It's not on your list or Uh-oh. the media's list. So screw y'all. <laughs> that was it right there. <laughs> this is my number three overall. Wow. The number ten overall, as the case may be. This is off of my favorite Toby Keith album, Clancy's Tavern. And I alluded to this in the opening, ah. Beers Ago. I always like these moving, up-tempo country songs with a good rock shuffle. The verse is solid, and the story is great. I love his lyrical choices. The second runner-up at the 4-H pageant is this girl he gets. Just the fact that you would come up with that lyric is just brilliant. And it's a great idea, as somebody of German heritage, to mark time by the number of beers you've drank in your life. I love that the number climbs through the song as he's drinking through the song. (laughs) It seems like yesterday, and that was 1,652 beers ago. Toby always said, well, actually, this is a quote by Toby, so (laughs) Toby's going to kick my ass. That's what I was saying right now. Here's a quote by Toby as, I'm going to sound nothing like Toby Keith by saying it, but I'm going to act like I was Toby Keith. We're going to have that Southern uh, accent there. It's a freaking word salad. It flies by very fast. And a lot of catchy phrases. It was difficult in the studio to sing for the first time because I was just so complicated to get all those rhymes in the full and the meter of the song. It's about a guy who leaves town when he turns 18 and figures out that maybe I should go back. Maybe not. I can't even really go home, but the memories are there. 1,562 or 63 and 64 beers ago. But yeah, that was his quote. And I thought I tried to do that well, but... Whatever. <laughs> that was good. Right. I'm not quite for sure it's like Toby Keith, but it was good. I have to well, more gruffy. Yeah, more gruffy right? like that. And, um, maybe it'd be more like that. The word salad. Wait, hold on, stop. You need to do this in, in Southern Troll. Go. Okay. I'm not going to be good with that. Nope. I'm not even going to try. This is a good upbeat song. I like the bass slides that happens throughout the songs in different parts. Just a fun, upbeat song that you can just sing along and to. I think beers ago was such a novel way of looking at life as if we didn't want days and hours. How many beers ago was that? There you go. Yep. So let's listen to the number 10 song overall, Beers Ago off of Clancy's Tavern. Okay, that was Beers Ago, the number 10 song overall. Just wanted to quickly say that I really enjoy the guitar work in that, especially in the intro and that main riff that he kind of brings through the whole thing. All right, that was number 10, Beers Ago. And let's move talking about drinking. I think we continue talking about drinking because this is a Toby Keith podcast, dagnabbit. That's right. And I'm drinking High West Whiskey American Prairie Bourbon, which I actually quite like. I like the spice in it. Not paprika. It's more like... uh, You have star anise. It's slightly peppery. 
just pepper we'll just call it pepper anyway pepper was what i was thinking yeah it's a good one uh i think it's only like uh 92 proof but it's i like it i would definitely get this one again yeah it's nothing super strong number nine number nine is on everybody's list media had it the highest i had it at my number 11 and you had it at your number 10 off of clancy's tavern the song that you can't get out of your head once you hear it, Red Solo Cup, is our number nine song overall. So, Ben, why don't you lead us off, my friend? So, this is written by Brett Warren and Jim Beavers. It was Brett and Jim Beavers and Brad and Brett Warren, but continue. There we go. Warren and Beavers. Let's just put that together. <laughs> Beaver. I knew you were going to do that. Nice Beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. (laughs) (laughs) They talked about how it really wasn't going to be something that ever released. But there was a friend who actually got it to Toby Keith. But it was one that he just kept listening to over and over and said, hey, I got to do this. That's one of the things I like about Toby Keith is he's a little bit more bolder than some of the other musicians that are out there and will do these types of songs. People who own Red Solo Cup was actually about to go under and he was doing the song and the company actually ended up being sold to another company in time for I think he said it was like four billion dollars. Now of course he never got any of that but because the popularity of the song it's still around to what it is today and it's interesting hearing the song where it talks about don't like how it's easy to crack and you look at Red Solo Cups now, and they're a lot more sturdy than they used to be back then. <laughs> uh, the bass line in this song is great. You got the banjo, guitar, and drums. The bass reminds me a little bit of bass that you would hear back in the 50s. Okay. Great, great song just to cruise around and listen to and sing along with. And Get, drink for your Red your Solo, solo cup, cup while you're cruising. <laughs> yeah, bring your Solo Cup. Interesting that Toby wanted the writers to be involved in this song. Oh. So we actually had them play on the track as the musicians, and they sang background. That thin banjo riff in the beginning just really kind of fits the song. Dun, yep. dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's a straight ahead shuffle. You have to sing along with the chorus, and it's goofy. But this song reminds me of every kegger I went to when I was in college. And I love that part where it goes, you're not just a cup. No, 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 no. You're my friend. friend. And then somebody says, lifelong friend. <laughs> It's probably one of the writers. The video is worth the watch. There's a lot of famous people in the video, from Roger Clemens to Craig Ferguson, Jeff Dunham, Sammy Hagar, Ted Nugent, Larry Bird, I think, is in the video. It's worth a watch. And anything else I have on this wonderful song that's... Oh, here's my quote from Toby Keith. (laughs) Here we go again. I don't remember who played it for me for the first time, but it was so stupid that I just died laughing. And what's great about this song is that it hits everybody the same way it hit me. That's the stupidest song in the world, and I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> and I chuckle every time I hear it. So, there you go. Red Solo Cup. That was a good impression of him. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> it's awful. As I said, Toby Keith is going to find me one day and kick my ass. This is number nine, Red Solo Cup, off of Clancy's Tavern. Like it or don't like it, you're still going to sing along. So... <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen. Hey, Red Solo Cup is cheap and disposable. In 14 years, they are decomposable. And unlike my home, they are not foreclosable. Freddie Mac can kiss my ass. Woo! Red Solo Cup. Uh-huh. I fill you up. Let's have a party. Let- okay, that's from number nine, Red Solo Cup. Moving to something that's not about drinking. It's about America. There we go. All right. Let's, this is actually not on my list. This one was very close to being up. This was probably my 13. Yeah, this is number eight. Overall, this is the media's number one song. And this is your number five, courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue off of Unleashed. So, Ben, lead us off, my friend. So, the story of this one, he wrote this in about 20 minutes after the 9-11 attack that happens. His father died earlier that year. And it just all kind of came together in that 20 minutes to actually write this song. Interesting with the the different feuds that he had with this. ABC wanted him to play it, but they wanted him to change the lyrics. And as we said before, Toby Keith is one of those bold type of artists. 
And he's like, nope, not going to do it. I won't play on your show if I have to uh, change this. And there was also a feud with the Dixie Chicks with this as well. For the music part, simple strum guitar to start it off. Builds with some hi-hats into the chorus. Then after the solo, back down to guitar and, and kicks. The bells that are in the song, I think, are just fantastic. Love where they put those in. Mm-hmm. Great song with this one. Yeah, the emotional lyrics and the acoustic only start, I think, is a, a solid way to pull this you know, the emotion in the song. I love the build and the electric guitar will come underneath. And then Mm -hmm. when the chorus finally hits, the full band is sort of in. Growing up in a military household, a patriotic song, that's really appropriate, I think. Uh, Especially for that time, I was a couple of blocks away when the towers fell. It was in downtown downtown Manhattan, working for a a client down there. And yeah, that was all in the middle of that. So... That was an emotional time, and I would would have you know really be into this song. I wasn't listening to it at this point. I told you, yep. spiritual journey, but the patriotism in this song is very palpable, and the feud between Natalie Maines, and it's not the Dixie Chicks, they're the Chicks, just let you know, because <laughs> they were woke shamed or whatever they were to drop the Dixie from their name, so they're just the Chicks. Oh, really? I didn't actually know that. You know, she mentioned, this is after 9-11, that she was ashamed that the president of the United States is from Texas. And there was some back and forth. And then she said about this song specifically, she said, this song is ignorant and it makes country music sound ignorant. You have to have some tact. Anybody can write. We'll put a boot in your ass. Toby, if you ask him, said, well, it's nice for somebody to say who doesn't write any of her own songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How easy it is to write a song. And he used to, when he was on tour, he put a photo of her photoshopped with Saddam mm-hmm. Hussein up there. Mm-hmm. And then when she went to the CMAs, it kind of escalated before they kind of buried the hatchet, I guess, or at least publicly buried the feud. She wore a shirt that had four letters on it to the CMA, and it was an F a U and a T and a K. Yep. And they came up with some ridiculous thing that it was for, but it was F U Toby Keith. So, uh, yeah, I don't remember what they came up with, but I thought that was interesting. Oh no, it means this. And it's like, yeah. no, yeah, they came up with something like, for unified teachers, right? kindness, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever it was. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it is. But really a good song. Once again, when we talking before, how he really meant for some of these songs to stick in the military when he played for the troops. He was planning on this song as just a troop song when he was there. He had a Marine Corps commandant come up to him and said, you have to release it. You have to release it. (laughs) You can serve your country in other ways besides suiting up in combat. Toby, you must release the song. I think that's that's a, that's a quote. So <laughs> that was good. So he kind of did that. I've watched Full Metal Jacket, right? <laughs> anyway, there's, there's, there's a movie for you. Full Metal Jacket. This is my rifle. There are many like these, but this one is mine. <laughs> there's only two things to come from. Anyway, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's listen to number eight, courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue off of Unleashed, the number eight song by Toby Keith. When you hear Mother Freedom start ringing her bell And it'll feel like the whole wide world is raining down on you All brought to you courtesy of the red, white, and blue That was courtesy of the red, white, and blue. And whenever I think of 9-11 get i just want to i have never spoken publicly about this so i want to while i was in my building cowering not cowering but protecting myself from mm-hmm. a mathematic people falling all of us were kind of huddled up and a couple blocks away my best friend growing up tom cullen uh who died that day oh, was wow. a fireman who uh was climbing up the towers saving people when the towers fell and I want to raise a glass of American Prairie Whiskey to Thomas Patrick Cullen, brave man, and all the firefighters and everybody who were the real heroes of 9-11. And amen. So, Cheers. Cheers. Uh, miss your brother. So, um, Wow. Int- wow. That's a... 
I know. It's it's amazing how emotions hit you when you're sitting and focusing in on just the lyrics and the song. And, you know, I sometimes find myself tearing up when I hear, not tearing up, but just feeling that emotion hit me mm-hmm. about that day and everything that happened that day. Um, no, I get it. The- being on the, being there. Um, not actually in the building, though. I know people who are in the building and they had a much harder time than I did and, and all sorts of stuff. Anyway... Um, so everybody who 9-11 touched and people who lost family and people who were scarred and people who will always remember that day where they were, and especially those who were on the ground in New York and in Washington and the Pentagon where they, they came down and those brave souls on the flight that crashed, uh, that they brought down themselves. All right. <laughs> so that's number eight, courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. That's a great way to put the mood into this uh, show. I know we're gonna we're gonna switch it up here. It's gonna be a complete left turn. We came from if it's not patriotic, what is it? Drinking, drinking song number seven is on not on the media's list. It's on my list, and it's on your list. All right. This was my number four song. This is your number 12 song. And I just thought it was so appropriate for now. This is on the 35 Mile Per Hour Towns album, which is a newer album. Well, newer, 2015 newer. The name of the song is Drunk Americans. It's a bar song, but it's an important one. It's one we need now. I love the lyrics. We just raise up our glass. We don't give a rat's ass if you're a Democrat or Republican. Just happy to be here. Tonight you can see we're all just drunk Americans. I even like the la 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 la, which I'm usually not a huge fan of. But it works in this sing-along bar song. You can picture everybody with their mugs of beer raised up, singing along. I think it's important that people have to realize that whatever media you listen to, the other side are not animals. The other side are not, whether it's Republican against Democrat or Democrat against Republican, they're still people. They're still Americans. And I think a song that's about telling Americans to forget their differences and share a drink is just a great thing. Toby said that I'm going to ruin the moment by doing a bad Toby Keith impression. (laughs) Toby said, I just want to go kind of retro. It sounds like I love this bar and American Ride had a child and beers ago was his uncle. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that quote was just like unbelievable. Ben, it's moving on to you. Yeah. So as you mentioned, uh, Brandy Clark, one of the writers for this, I thought was interesting. He says it isn't a drinking song, but instead celebrates the way a little social lubricant can unite Americans. And let's hope that it works. And amen to that. And I think that's a great thing for people to try and do at least. What else you got? There's this odd part. I couldn't quite figure out what it is. It's like mixture of strings, accordion and bagpipe. And the start of it probably is just keys with different filters and stuff they have on it. But I like how that is. If you uh, listen to it live, they actually have horns in there. I'm a big fan of horns. I like ska music. So having the horns in different sections of that, I actually like that version a little bit better. I'm a big fan. No, I'm not. I really don't like horns. <laughs> you don't like horns. I've heard that in your other podcasts. It's okay. I don't mind horns occasionally. But yeah, a great song. That you can just sit around and sing with whoever's around you. You can be drunk Americans. Anyway, let's listen to number seven, Drunk Americans, off a of 35 mile an hour town. Let's listen. We just raise a class. We don't give it Yeah, that's some good stuff. I love just those shanty songs, those sort of beer hall songs. And they do, the the musicians they're playing are fantastic. There's some really good guitar notes. There's the, the perfect spot for little fills here and there mm-hmm. that are done spectacularly mm-hmm. by the guitarist who's doing this, the studio guy. Good stuff. Speaking on songs the media didn't like. Screw the media anyway. That's right. <laughs> Left wing media, not like a Toby Keith. <laughs> 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 uh, 
The number mm. six song overall is my number six song and your number nine. It's off of the American Ride album. And it's the title track, American Ride. A first song that really drew me to Toby Keith after the Christmas song. I love the lyrics. It's sort of everything crazy that's going on in the U.S. Rapid fire at the time. It's probably crazier now. It's really fast lyrics and the chorus is singable. I love the video for this. This is not a Toby Keith song. Nope. It's written by Joe West and Dave Panish as American Life. Toby, this is his quote. All it does is give you an entire list. The laundry list of the things you see on TV from Watergate to SARS to the swine flu to people coming across the border from what's going on on American Idol to reality shows and Michael Jackson dying. I love my American ride sort of thing. I like that it makes fun of the wackiness that's going on inside the country. Even back in 2009 and here we are in 2020, you still have the wackiness that's going on in this country. Toby Keith actually held on to this for about a year thinking that he would get tired of it and he didn't. So then he's like, okay, I got to do the song. There's a interesting noise I heard in here and have to give credit to my lovely wife with this. I was like, what is that noise that's going on? What, what is that sound? And she actually pointed out that it's a nose harp that's going on in here. I like that it adds that quirky little sound to this. So glad that he actually put it in there. And you can actually hear, if you listen, the nose harp when he, when he plays it that he actually is a little stuffed in one left nostril. <laughs> there you go. Because the nose harp, you can, you can hear it like flick on a couple things. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I can't 100% guarantee, but I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. <laughs> but with that, you got the fiddle and the guitar and the bass do a great job. And like I said, the nose harp fits very well with the song, just adds that quirkiness to what it is with the wackiness of what's going on inside this country. All right, let's listen to our number six song overall and my number six, ding, ding, I get it. American Ride, off of American Ride, let's listen. That was number six, American Ride. So that was halfway through. And number five, this is something that everybody had on their list, including the media. This is the number five overall. Media had it at number four, and we both had it in the middle of our list. As good as I once was off of Honky Tonk University, I guess I am taking the lead. I love the great slide or pedal steel that's being played. I love the storytelling in this song. I love the chorus. What a great way to put it. I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm good once as I ever was. The title of the song was a phrase that Toby grew up with by his father, who used to watch Burt Reynolds' TV show in the 80s. He had a couple of them, so I don't know which one specifically it was. I couldn't find it. I really looked for it. But Toby's dad used to use this quote. Yep. Toby said, probably my favorite song on the album. My dad used to say this line some. The first verse is about being with a woman. Two is about fighting. And three is saying, don't sell me short because I'll surprise you. The video was in a bar. Right. If it's a Toby Keith music video, you're either on a military base or you're in a bar in the video. Yep. Or you're animated. Those are the three. <laughs> those, those are your three options. It's interesting. I love the, the twins that walk up. Oh, yeah. In the video. And the other one, you can see one side of her face. And, of course, they make it like two-face. Right. You know, the other side. All deformed after he agrees to the threesome. I like that. I thought that was funny. I like the guitar picking that happens throughout... I like the break in the song where you have like a half step break there before going into the second verse. Honky Tonk University is, I don't know if it's my favorite album from him, but I definitely like this album. Uh, Listen to it quite a bit. So this is a great song. This is number five song overall by Toby Keith. As good as I once was on the album Honky Tonk University. Let's listen. Back in my prime when I could really Okay, and I really like that song. That album, when it came out, it was when I was big into country. And when this came out, my wife actually got it for me as a gift. A CD, if people still remember what CDs are. <laughs> Those are like small albums, I think. Right, like something tiny, like that. Tiny, it's like smaller than a 45, I think. And so this this one was uh, was a little difficult to put it as low as I did. Just shows you how good his songs are. 
Great and quite song. frankly, you're a huge Burt Reynolds fan. That's right. <laughs> How'd you know? Oh, that was a long way to go for a joke, but a short time to get there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let, that was number five, As Good As I Once Was, off of Hockey Talk U. Now let's jump to number four. Once again, on all of our lists, this is lower on the list for media and me. This was high on your list for this is number four overall, so it probably would be. Our number four is How Do You Like Me Now of the How Do You Like Me Now album in 99. And it's your number three, and it's our number four overall. So why don't you take the lead? As I mentioned in the beginning, this is the song that got me into Toby Keith. It is this album where I feel that he really found his sound. He was with Mercury at the time, and he came up with the song, and they didn't actually want to do it. So he actually bought it back from Mercury and went on to DreamWorks to actually get this released. And it spent multiple weeks up there at number one. And he, he got twice as much from DreamWorks. <laughs> Did but, he really? Yeah. Money-wise? Money-wise. Oh, I, yeah, I, I didn't yeah. know that part. Yeah, for the album. One of the things I read that Toby Keith was talking about with the song is you listen to the lyrics and you know what it means, but it's the inspiration behind it that people can come from anywhere and be successful. It's not just exactly what this, what, what the lyrics are saying in there. Yeah, and kind of rub it in, in the face right. of somebody used to date. Yeah, yep. totally yep. with. <laughs> I like the fact that we were talking about his moving to DreamWorks. He said that he sung the song on stage at the CMAs, thinking about Mercury yeah. as he was, was singing it, as it was a number one song for over five weeks. Rubbing it in their face. And the best-selling country song of the year 2000, actually. And you always want to be the one that got away from the ones that got away. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I love the riff that starts it off. Yep. The keys add that really good vibe when the drums come in. The verse melody is okay, but the build to the chorus and the chorus itself are huge. And the lyrics are good for the song. The na-na-na-na on the keys towards the end is intentionally a little bit childish because you're thinking about when you were younger. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a callback to that as opposed to being just corny. Yeah, so let's listen to number four. Number How do you four. like me now off of the album of the same name? Let's take a listen. How do you like me now? Now that I'm on my way You still think I'm crazy Standing here love that song the top four songs for me all could have been number one for me just depend on how it was they're all kind of the same so this is a great song all right so let's move along from number four how do you like me now to something with a little more strength and uh number three number three is off of shock and y'all this is on everybody's list this is the media's eight and my eight and it's your number two, ah. American Soldier, and go ahead. And I'd just like to take a quick shout out to my cousin, uh, Ryan Heitman, who's in Germany for the U.S. Army, and uh, he's still in serving, and everybody who's a, uh, we have a, a friend, uh, one of our uh, good friends, the McLeans, uh, has, a, has a son who's in the Navy, and everybody who's serving in the armed forces, thank you all. Uh, we're so proud of what you guys do, but go ahead. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. For that. So this one, as I just said, the uh, the, the top four songs could be my number one, but specifically what I have as number one and what I have as number no two. No waffling. No, stick with your guns, people. Stick with your That's not America. <laughs> right? That's not American. There's no waffling in America. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And in fact, there's way too much waffling in America. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so this one was uh, was actually difficult to put this at number two. It was very close to my number one. So this one is a big one for me. When I was just a little guy, I actually wanted to go into the military. The older I got, found out I was colorblind, had to wear glasses and couldn't go there. Being part of Navy SEALs or just being able to uh, fly jets in the military was a big thing for me. So hearing this song brings that emotion out of me. It was something that I was really passionate about when I was just a little kid and found out that, hey, you couldn't do this because of how you are. Kind of hit me, but musically starts off with the keys. You get the guitar picking that's just going there for the first verse. Uh, You get the steel guitar and the drums that's kind of building up in there to the chorus, but you still have the guitar picking throughout there. I like how the drums 
you have a switch between rim shots and snares when it's building up to the chorus. You got a little guitar solo that's going on. I love the bell tolls that happen throughout the song. And then love the snare drum roll that is happens at the end when it fades out and having that roll just be the focus point of it. Fantastic song. Go ahead. Yeah, it just always reminded me of our troops. And as I mentioned, the relatives that, and friends that serve and veterans, my father and other people who served in, uh, my father was uh, served in the army in Vietnam. Oh, did he? Uh, yeah. It's important to remember that freedom isn't free. That's and right. The lyrics to the song and the feel for the song just give the ultimate respect to those out there. A song that everybody in America should be forced to listen to just to understand who's out there standing up for you when we're in a world that doesn't want to stand for anything besides themselves. Good way to put it. Cheers to that. Cheers. Number three, American Soldier off of Shockin' Y'all. Let's listen. Yeah, the guitar solo is really good in that as well. I, it's very melodic and it's very perfect. As I said, studio musicians, best in the world, oh, yeah. out of Nashville, perfect. Just great, played exactly like it should be played. Great song. Always gets me all pumped up. Again, just because of the what I wanted to do, the, the military part of it. So. Yeah, I, was, I wanted to do that as well, to some degree. I was in Civil Air Patrol in high school and oh, cool. did that. I went to go in the Air Force. But I'm asthmatic and that wasn't going to happen. So, there you go. God has, his, God has his going a different way. He wanted me to do a poo voices. Do these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason. Uh, oh, that's I love okay. that song. The next song is the number two overall, and it's actually my number two. Mm. It's the media's number six, and it's your about the middle, middle of the pack for you. This is off the album Unleashed. This is the song <sighs> Beer from My Horses. Number two? Number two. Wow. Willie Nelson just adds that level of awesomeness to this song. I just love this tune. Mm-hmm. Nice country riff starting off into a bluesy shuffle. Historical vibe going back to the Old West. Whiskey for my men and beer for my horses. Which is what you want to do today, especially since whiskey is so expensive nowadays. Still a drinking song, go figure. But this is written by Toby and Scotty Emmerich. When Toby was young, he worked you know, for a rodeo company, which I mentioned in the intro all the way back there. And the old timers would always carry mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. a pint of whiskey. And they always had some little weird toast. One of the ones that always stuck in his mind, as they held up the bottle to drink, he said, whiskey for my men and beer for my horses. And that kept in his head for a long time. And he wrote it down so he could use it someday. Then he thought, you know, as they were writing the song, he said, wow, wouldn't it be great if Willie Nelson could sing this? Because I think he'd be perfect. And then he talked him into it. And they met with him on his bus to play the tune for for Willie. And another song was penned. I'll never smoke weed with Willie again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> which is another fantastic song, which I wanted to put as my song of note, but I already have two song of notes, so I can't go crazy. <laughs> but it's a really good song, and just, I love, love, love this tune. It's so solid, but go ahead, Ben. One of the things I wanted to add to that, just a little bit of the story, is it's about the Old West and just the justice system as of today that should it be more like the Old West. That was one of the things I saw in there. I love how Toby Keith knew instantly that he wanted to um, have Willie part of this and that they were actually to pair together because I think for the song, they do a great job with it. I like the guitar riff, the little hook that goes along with this and good song just to sit and listen to. This is number two, Beer For My Horses featuring Willie Nelson off of Unleashed. Let's take a listen. We'll sing a victory tune and we'll all meet back at the local saloon. We'll raise up our glasses against evil forces singing whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. I absolutely love that song, obviously. Uh, number two overall, beer for my horses. Wow, number two. It. Yep. Now I'm really interested in what number one's going to be. Number one, drum roll please. I, we need Jake here. We're, we're doing a really awful job. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the one time I asked for a drum roll, he just 
He nailed it. He was just like, you knew he was a drummer doing it. This song, the media didn't even have on their list. Uh-oh. But it's off of the album Clancy's Tavern. The name of the song is Made in America, and it's your number one. Oh, yeah. And it's my number one. Oh, really? We matched both wow. on this one. Wow. I love the delayed lick in the intro. It just really sets the song apart. I guess I see a lot of my father and his generation in this song, and it hits home for me. I remember checking, you know, for the Made for America tags in the 70s and the early 80s. Mm-hmm. And Craftsman Tools, those are the tools we had. Chorus is solid. King James and Uncle Sam. Oh, yeah. I like the breakdown where the drums drop out to just snare hits. My father was in Vietnam, as I mentioned before. And this tune just really hits home with me. I'll let you go so I don't take everything. It's your number one as well. I'll so. try not to take everything. No, no, no. Finish it off. I, everything else is yours. Go ahead. So the story behind this, before I get into the music part of it, it was interesting. He didn't actually want this to be a political statement. That it was just a boy raised to support the country. So I thought that was interesting. Well, I think we've lost that with today's youth. If you think about it, people, we have, we're raising kids to think, that the USA is a bad thing. Right. And not to get too political here, it shouldn't be a political statement to say support Americans and support American workers. Yep. Support, you know, the union people, support everybody. You know, it's just support America people. And we're Americans. If you're Germans, support German people. If you're Japanese support Japanese people or whatever. And I think that's fine. I think you should support the world in general, but also be focused on the people around you and buy local. It's the big, the same people who hate America are the people who want to buy local. I'm like, dude, that's the the same thing. Go ahead. Yeah. For what you just said there, I'm going to circle back to that here in a minute, but going to add a a couple other points to this before I circle back to that. Toby Keith didn't want to release it at that time because he had a bunch of other American songs that were going on. But the musicians and the engineers convinced him to actually release it on this album. And so he was actually going to put it out later on, which I thought was interesting and glad it came out for when it did. Along with Toby Keith, it was written by Bobby Penson and Gregory Reeves. Hold on a second. I just want, before we keep going, Gregory Reeves, I just want to make a call out. This is for my wife and for every other woman who loves General Hospital. He's an actor. He was Dr. Weber on General Hospital. And he also plays in a country band, but that's it. I just figured a little point of note for everybody who's listening to it, who's a friend of General Hospital, not necessarily me. I really don't watch it. I used to, I actually did, in all fairness, Luke and Laura, when Luke and Laura happened, whenever that happened, because everybody watched that. It was like must-see TV. But my wife still watches General Hospital today. Oh, wow. Not every day, but she... From time to time? In the age of the internet... She doesn't have to actually be there at 3 o'clock. She works, but she'll throw that on for space filler. I would throw on Top Gear. She would throw on uh... (laughs) (laughs) General Hospital. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just had to mention the General Hospital connection. No, no, that's good. So the song was actually inspired by Keith when he had a conversation with someone who was trying to sell American-made clothes, and it was Bobby Pension and was like hey you know somebody at general hospital was selling american made clothes they used to sell like the doctor's coats to the (laughs) so that that's how the song all came about right going back to what you were talking about before is american made and so forth that is a big thing for me i actually look often even nowadays not even back when i was younger in 80s and 90s and so forth nowadays and try to find what actually is american made and we'll do searches even if it's on amazon with technology nowadays What is made in America? It's a big part of me is trying to find what is made here so we support our country. Nowadays, you can't even buy a Ford pickup truck and have it built in the United States in its entirety. I know. It's sad. It's sad, yeah. To be honest with you. The flags aren't even made in America anymore. (laughs) (laughs) They're not. That's sad. It's like you look at the the American flag and you flip it over and it says made in China. Right? On the music part of this, like the simple guitar riff for the verse, uh, kicks in for the for the chorus. You hear just little riffs throughout the song, which I really like. I love how the tambourine comes in on the chorus, also comes in on the bridge. Steel guitar at the end, again, ending with the drum roll and the tambourine. Just love how that just comes together 
I think between my number one and my number two, you hear that drum roll is definitely a big thing for me. So love how that has it and just focuses on the fade out. Let's listen to the number one song. Number one. Number one. For both of us. Oh my. All right. Let's listen to Made in America of a Clancy's Tavern. The number one song ever by Toby Keith. You know, one of the things I just got to add to this, I love the beginning of the second verse where it talks about she's that wife who celebrates the 4th of July is every day, right? Every- that is, that. that's my wife right there. One of the things I absolutely love about her is that every day is Independence Day for her and we have the flag going all the time and I just love that part about her. And every single time of that verse, I think about her and the same for me. Like, my wife was born on the 4th of July. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so for my wife, every day is Independence Day. I love that line inside there. Every day is Independence Day. It's a great line. It's a great song, a great line, and the media doesn't know what they're talking about. But it's okay. People look for different things. Made in America for me just hit home more yep. than any other Toby Keith song. There we are. Let's just reiterate what our top 12 was for everybody. Number 12, I want to talk about me. Number 11, I love this bar. Number 10, beers ago. Number 9, red solo cup. Number 8, courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Number 7, drunk Americans. Number 6, American ride. Number 5, as good as I once was. Number 4, how do you like me now? Number 3, American soldier. Number two, beer for my horses. And number one, made in America. Now, we usually have this thing that we do at the back end where we get to pick a song that just missed the cut. We had something interesting that's never happened before. And suddenly, it's happened two weeks in a row. Is that, Ben, you missed one song. So we know what song we're going to talk about with you. And your number four song is Honky Tonk You. So why don't we start with that, and then we'll do mine. A story behind this I thought was interesting. Somebody, I don't know who it was, someone asked Toby Keith, did you go to OU? And he said no, he didn't actually go to the university. He went to Honky Tonk U. And he actually went home, and, and he thought about that, and started writing down his whole bio, which is what the song is. And that's one of the things I really love about the song is... Hopefully people can relate to where you are in life and dreams that you have. It goes through of where he was and then being able to play in places from New York City out to Pasadena. Not only just the corndog rodeos and the fairs, but also the basketball arenas that he sells out. So I love that whole part that he just talks about how he became who he was inside here. Musically, the phasing of the guitar that they have in in here, going back to what I said in the beginning of this podcast where he uses that whole spatial part of the sound, this is definitely one of those songs that actually do it. The layers with the keys and the harmonica and the steel guitar, you can really hear the spatial part of this, which is great. You have the hi-hat that's off to the right. You have strumming that's far off to the left. The guitar riffs that are throughout the song are just amazing. Great, great song. So that is... uh, definitely one i have to put in there all right so i guess it's my turn i had three songs that didn't make it my number five song i like girls that drink beer Mm. Mm -hmm. my number 10 song these are songs that did not make it get you some okay number 12 song a little less talk and a lot more a lot more action i'm gonna go with i like girls that drink beer off of hope in the rocks i like the guitar bends in the intro the fiddle is awesome in this song I love the line, a country club that ain't really country. (laughs) The whole song is he's talking to his girlfriend. He's going to leave her because she's all uppity and upper class, and he just wants to find a real person. And I like girls who drink beer. I want to go to the honky tonk. He says that this combines the themes of his songs. I love this bar and high maintenance woman combined into one. This is Keith 
Here's a quote. 99% of the women at the country club where I play golf, if they order an adult beverage, they'll order something frozen or with an umbrella in it. But I have one of my best friends and his wife, and we'd be there watching someone order vodka and a special orange juice or 7-Up with a twist and this, that, and the other thing. And my friend's wife will just go, two Coronas. <laughs> and we call her beer drinking Shari. Mm-hmm. And her face got red when I went, no, 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 I like girls that drink beer. And that clicked. And he goes, that sounds like a song title. And I remember watching the video for this, which is a concert video, which I guess is the fourth option for a thing. And just seeing everybody go crazy and go wild. And they just really played the song twice at a live show and told them to go wild. And they were going to record it. And it looks like everybody's having a great time. And they are, because it's a Toby Keith concert and most people are drunk out of their mind. Yeah, all good. Great tune. I like girls to drink beer. I like the beer drinking Toby Keith song quite a bit. So that was my number five overall, but it's the song that missed the cut for me. All right. This has been fun. Oh, this is fantastic. Yeah, you did great. This is just a fun time. Thank you for doing this. This is great. I'm really surprised that only one of my songs didn't make it. I thought there'd be a lot more that didn't make it. I know. That's why I said it's an odd thing. Thank you, everybody who's listening to this podcast at this point. We love you guys and so thankful for every moment that you spend listening to us. I really really love you guys if you guys can spread the love a little bit and tell some one person about the podcast maybe or just forward the email if they listen to it they don't listen to it who cares well it'd be nice if they listen to it (laughs) i I appreciate you sending it along thank you for for doing that over the 56 podcasts get set for if there's something that you want us to play next year a band that you want us to cover. We're going to start hitting the 90s, and I'm going to start probably around after 97, because I have a lot of life happening before that. I'm going to start putting some polls in there on the off weeks to try and figure out what bands we are doing next year. Catch me in two weeks with Five Finger Death Punch. If you like the patriotic side of Toby Keith, you may be surprised that you like a metal album as well. They're a current metal band. They had an album, the last one dropped in 2020. So they're oh, legitimately cool. today band. They've been going through some changes, but we'll talk about that in two weeks. And check out all of the rest. And then we're going to hit the 90s. So get excited for that. The 90s. We're going to start in 99, 98, 97, all the way down. By Christmas time, we will be just about through it all. So uh, should be fun. And... God bless, and I'll see you guys in two weeks. Love y'all.